a doctor in the house. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Doctor. 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 And doctor. It's time for Advanced Medicine Monday with Dr. Rashid Batar. I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. I'm a doctor, not a mechanic. I'm a doctor, not a coal miner. The doctor is in. Well, it's time for advanced medicine, and this week is good. I'm starting off with a voice. Dr. Batar, I, I nearly lost it all last week. It's still a little gruff and scruffy, but uh, making it through, and it's good to be with you again. Same here, Robert. Uh, you do sound a little bit gruff, but that's okay. <laughs> well, that's all right. We'll, we'll manage it, uh, through it all. Now, uh, this week, I, I covered yesterday's story, and you sent it to me. It's like we're thinking alike as usual. A story about the World Health Organization being caught dead to right, so to speak, about their advisory panel in 2009 making all this noise about a global pandemic, H1N1, swine flu, it's back, everybody get their shots, get your Tamiflu, get your Relenza, and it turns out their advisory panel filled with pharmaceutical conflicts of interest. Yeah, and of course they had a couple of billion dollars that was their incentive to get that out. By the way, the person who sent me that was, uh, he's a CEO of the Fortune 500 company I told you about, the Seriously, company. it came the, from him. Yeah, for the, the the Fortune 100 company. I mean, wow. 16, I think that 16 billion last year in revenue. They got 60 some thousand employees worldwide. He's a guy that I told you that mandated that the employees would get 100 percent reimbursement or 80 percent reimbursement for the amalgams to be replaced with porcelain or with composite as long as they got the amalgams out. And that's when his attorney said, well, you can't force people to do it. And he said, look, don't tell me what you can or can't do. He didn't wow. force people, but he, yeah. you know, they said, you can't, you can't say that if you do one way, you'll pay more, and the other way, you won't pay as much. He said, don't tell me what I can't do. Tell me how I'm going to do it. And, um, like and basically, because you know, it costs a lot of money to pull mercury out of, out of all 65,000 employees worldwide. Right. But he went to that extra mile and did things for his employees that they may never even in their lifetime know the importance of what he did for them, but that's how aware he is. And, you know, the guy, I told him, I, I've told him more than one occasion, I said, Don, you've uh, already you've already bought your way into heaven. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Now, did he ever get his props for doing this, or does he want to remain fairly quiet behind the scenes on it because of the ramifications of what he's doing and saying and knowing? You know, he doesn't come across as a guy and, and that, that cares about ramifications. He's actually created a lot of waves in certain circles, but he does things in a in a uh, fashion. It, he's he's the type of person, people bow down to him just because of who he is, okay? Right, I mean, he's, right. he's a CEO of one of the top 100 companies, in, you know, in the United States. He's considered to be one of the, I think, 30th or 40th wealthiest people in the United States. So people are always coming to him for money. People are always coming to him for, you know, this, that, the other. So he's not a person that is worried about ramifications, if you get my drift, you know. Yeah, he, but he, he's also conscious, if he was to send you a story about the the WHO getting busted on this, to see through the lies, for instance, the propaganda association. Oh, he knows. So. He sees through the lies. I mean, he's a... He, he's he's one of us, Robert. He sees way through it. The only difference between him and us is that he's got a lot of money. And, you know, that's the only <laughs> difference. But he's definitely. I mean, he's very very um, attuned and very well aware of the issues at hand. He is extremely 
against the use of chemotherapeutic agents and radiation in the treatment of cancer. Mm-hmm. He is involved with some research right now that he has funded for, I don't know whether you know Dr. Lentz, but Dr. Lentz had the um, plasmapheresis machine that were basically filtering out certain specific cell types from the, the cancers. I can't remember which lymphocyte that they were pulling out, but anyway, it's, it's basically like a plasmapheresis where you can filter out some of the DNA adducts and as well as certain types of the cancer cells, certain types of cancer proteins that can be pulled out of the blood. Okay. And he's been very involved with that. That technology was actually being used here in the United States and the FDA was going after Lentz. And yeah, after he actually presented it to the, to the FDA, one of the oncologists basically said that, you know, this, this is not something that's been approved and you shouldn't be doing this. And as they walked out of the meeting, the same oncologist apparently came up to him and asked him um, the use of that machine for his own wife who had cancer. So it was kind of like, yeah. so in front of everybody else, you're not going to talk about it. You, you'd be interested going to down it. But then in private, you want to use the machine so you can try to save your own wife. Yeah. So he left and went to Germany and, and Don's been helping him to get that up and, up, uh, and running. And they're very close. So the plasmapheresis is something that's out there, I believe, is very important. But he also has seen, even despite having some good success, he's also seen certain things where it doesn't make any sense why the patient failed. And again, it comes back down to the toxicity aspect. Sure. And, and they're starting to get that part, too. And so Don really understands that. He understands the importance of the terrain. He understands the importance of detoxifying the body. And that's one reason we you know hit it off, because he, he totally got what I was saying in the book. So, mm-hmm. Well, we see uh, the news like this coming out with the WHO getting busted. And, you know, they're publishing this, I believe, in the British Medical Journal. And, you know, I joked about it yesterday on the air. It's like, oh, yeah, that British Medical Journal, a bunch of conspiracy wackos, right? <laughs> you know, publishing yeah. this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, hello, how long have we been talking about this? Even when it was happening in 2009, I remember being on the air and saying, they're lying to you. There is no pandemic, and they're redefining the word just so that they can sell the vaccines and stockpile the drugs and make hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars for the drug industry that is owning and running, basically, de facto, these regulatory agencies and these non-governmental organizations like, well, the WHO. Right. Um, and, you know, this this information actually has – it's not it's not really that new – what is new is the fact that the British Medical Journal is going to publish it. That's what's that's what I'm impressed by because the obviously you and I and many other people like us have been aware of this propaganda machine that's been out there, and they'll promote the fact that you know you've got to get this vaccine that vaccine. They create these mass rushes to the emergency rooms, and people are falling over each other trying to get their vaccines, and then there's back orders and. There are people that aren't getting the vaccines because there's not sufficient supply and people are in a state of panic. And then all of a sudden they'll come on and they'll say, oh, you know, we estimate the estimate that we had of the flu this year was actually erroneous. It wasn't going to be as bad. Well, why did they say that? Because all of a sudden their supplies that they had, they ran out and they've sold all their sales that they needed to make. And so now all of a sudden there's no urgency. So it's it's nothing but marketing. They create the surge. And if they are supplies run out and their people are clamoring for more, they simply come up on TV and say, oh, well, it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be, just to calm everybody down. Right. Because they've yes. sold everything. We, 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 we control the vertical. We control the horizontal. We control sure. the demand for the flu shot that's never even needed. And, sure. and you know, then, then there's another story uh, your wife sent, Deb sent, and it was interesting because it's like the counteracting 
the the revelation here of those that are now going to wake up and go, well, wow, they lied to us about the flu shot? Because, you know, some people are just now waking up. we got to recognize and remember that. Yet then there's another scare story, a fear-mongering story just came out about four days ago, four or five days ago, claiming that a woman with the flu dies three weeks after losing her unborn baby. So, I mean, this is a horrific tug at your heart kind of, oh, my gosh, what a horrible thing to hear. But, I mean, is it actually factual? As you read this thing, I'm scratching my head. I'm going, I think they're making stuff up here, as brutal as this story is. Well, I mean, I'm sure that the woman died, and I'm sure she probably lost the baby. The question is, what the hell has that got to do with the flu shot? That's my question. And and to say that, oh, well, first the woman uh, lost the baby, and then losing the connection between whatever caused a woman to lose a baby could have also caused her death. And then to make that huge extrapolation, that huge leap to say that it was because she got the flu or she didn't get the flu shot. Right, right. It's ludicrous. I mean, it's it's, again, this logic that, okay, if your child has not been vaccinated, you need to keep your child away from all of our children that have been vaccinated. Well, wait a second. If your children have all been vaccinated, what are you worried about my child for? Mm-hmm. Because your children are all protected. It's my child that's susceptible. Right, right. Your, from your own uh, theories, from your own ideology. But, of course, you know, the, the logic of that argument escapes them because I think maybe they've gotten too many flu shots and too many vaccinations and maybe that thimerosal is now starting to you know affect their cognition a bit but regardless of whether that's true or not which robert you know how mm-hmm. intimate the vaccines as far as the thimerosal how much of a destructive component right. that is it causes the denudation of the neofibrils and for anybody that you know would say that dr batar has lost his mind which believe me you wouldn't be the first or even the hundredth that says that <laughs> You know, uh, but go we'll, online and we'll search. Do a search in Google yeah. under University of Calgary Mercury video, and you can see the proof from your own eyes, the denudation that's caused to the neurofibrils from the toxicity of mercury and how it literally, without even direct contact, literally causes a melting down of the neurofibrils. It causes a denudation that, that is so significant, you will literally see it shrivel the nerve cells uh, into nothing. Just what's your What's your perception of you know they're targeting pregnant uh, during women during pregnancy? I mean, how could this not impact negatively the the, the pregnancy to d- inject a mercury laden shot? Well, exactly. And Robert, here's the funny thing. You know, there was a site. I don't know whether it's still up there, but there was a site that was put up by that lady that um, I think she used to send you emails to. She's a PhD in education, I believe, but she put up a site documenting and keeping track of how many women were damaged by taking the Gardasil, the Gardasil shot. Yeah, yeah, Sainvax. No, well, it's maybe she, she, maybe she's part of Sainvax now. Uh, her name starts with an E. I can't remember that. Maybe it's the same lady, but it, it wasn't an organization. This was a woman that you should just send it privately. Um, she had the Empowered Women Empowered Organization. I can't remember what it was called now. I'm sorry that. Oh, no problem. Like I said, there are loads of them. We get so many emails, it's hard to keep track of them all. Right, but she basically kept this track, kept track of this website, or kept track of the number of deaths at this website, and I think it was over three thousand that were directly associated and documented after the vaccine. They would end up having these problems. Hey, let's take a break here. We we got a break. We are going to come back and discuss this even further, kind of help you see through the news as well. Uh, the good news is a lot of people are starting to see through it. And we're here to help you. Advanced Medicine Monday with Doctor Vitar continues after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
in the health world to the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. If you ever miss one of these, these are what? Advanced Medicine Mondays on the Robert Scott Bell Show with Dr. Batar. You go to medicalrewind.com, the easiest way to access hundreds of hours of downloadable, wonderful, advanced medicine like nowhere else in broadcast media. And we're going to get more into some, some cool things up and coming for the Autism One Conference where Dr. Batar and I will be. But I want to continue with our story of the flu and the Who getting busted. Not the rock band, <laughs> not Abbott Costello, who was on first, but uh, who's going to get their flu shot now? Now, they're desperate to keep you in line because there's this story we're referencing, and it's linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com about this 29-year-old woman, Leslie Creekmore. They claim she was hospitalized, she lost her baby, and then she lost her own life, and they're claiming it's because of this H1N1 flu virus. Do you see that story there, Dr. Pitar? Yep, actually, yeah, this is the one that my wife sent, exactly, Robert. And the thing is, that's really interesting about the story, that they said that she had the flu, so it was documented that she had the flu. But what I really, really am amazed by, it says over here that Creekmore's doctor told her to postpone getting a flu shot until her first trimester, so she and her husband decided to wait until she was further along in her pregnancy, which... If you're going from a doctor's perspective, if you're going to do something, you don't do anything in the first trimester. I mean, I won't even prescribe an antibiotic. I won't even give a person aspirin. I'm even hesitant to give them any kind of vitamins in the first trimester. Not because, you know, not that a vitamin is going to hurt somebody, but there's that uh, liability aspect. Right. That's always associated because they're going to blame anything. Anything that you do, yeah. Anything that you do, right. So you you just basically tell a woman, you know, just if you can stay away from it, stay away from it from the first trimester. And yet the CDC says on its website, if you're pregnant, this is a quote, if you're pregnant, a flu shot is your best protection against serious illness from the flu. And as if that's not enough damage, they add insult to injury by making the following statement. The flu shot is safe to get at any time <laughs> while you are pregnant during any trimester. Wow. And that's just amazing that they're, you know, when we were at the break, Robert, you said something when I read that to you. What did you say? It made me laugh. You know, I don't remember now. I mean, I just think that there's like, what, really? And then you said, read the insert. (laughs) Yeah. So the CDC actually has not read the insert of the vaccine manufacturers. And even though they're not always truthful, Mm -hmm. they all say that, you know, you should be careful when you're taking any kind of shot. They do that from a liability perspective. Of course, but the The CDC is saying it's safe. They they don't care. Who's going to sue the CDC? No liability means they can lie without recourse. And that's the whole thing about this bust in the World Health Organization, because I look at the CDC in the same light, even though they're semi-quasi-governmental. You know, we like the toxicologist over at the CDC, but the virologists are absolutely out of their mind insane. And here's the thing. When you say the flu shot is safe to give at any time during while you're uh, pregnant during any trimester, and like you said, Robert, nobody's going to sue them. But if you say that take uh, vitamin B17 laetrile, which is nothing more than apricot seeds, or you take uh, something like saw palmetto berry for your prostate issue, or God forbid that you say that water will cure your dehydration. (laughs) You know, that's yeah. now a drug, and the FDA is going to be gonna visiting bust you, you up. which, they're by gonna... the way, I'm sure they're listening to what I'm saying, and I know they can't refute that because that's, they come and visit us for things like that. Yes, uh, we, we labeled water as the cure for dehydration. Now we're selling it, and oh, my gosh, that's an unapproved new drug. You can't do that. 
Can't uh, make a drug claim. Right. That, again, more of the absurdity. But, as I said, the, the, the light, spirit is shining light. Something's happening. Consciousness shifting. These organizations, with beyond reproach prior to this, now suddenly are having to pay the piper because uh, they're, they're, how do I say it? I, dare I say criminal misdeeds are now coming to light. I mean, you can't just pretend we don't have any pharmaceutical conflicts of interest when we're promoting the flu shots and the flu drugs that hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayer funds are being used to buy. These conflicts of interest, Robert, this is enough to open up the, dare I say it, conspiracy. Type, <laughs> well, they uh, the, exactly. It's, like, it's amazing that the things that they accuse others off it's that projection thing that we've talked about so, you know so we're accused of having conspiratorial theories and yet in actuality what they've been doing is so much more devastating than anything that we know of in, i mean we talk about the wars mm-hmm. we talk about world war ii and we talk about all the people that have died in some of these conflicts look at the look at the casualty from this industry of the pharmaceutical mm-hmm. uh, vaccination program I mean, it, it dwarfs how many people we've lost in war. Sure. And, and in every war, the first casualty, in fact, is the truth. And if you yep. don't think this is a war on your health with big pharma and the big government and big media involved in it, but again, big media a little bit, they're defecting from it. We're going to talk more about it also heading to Autism One soon, May of 2014. We're going to get you some previews when we come back. The Robert Scott Bell in the health world through the power of radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Remember the nine steps to keep the doctor away. The international bestseller by Dr. Rasha Bittar. I referenced it. I don't know when my interview with uh, John B. Wells is going to air with his new Caravan to Midnight, Dr. Bittar, but I think I talked to you off the air, but I told everybody, give a listen. I get to uh, promote your book, not because I get anything from it, just because it's it's that good. Just the, the new listeners to the Robert Scott Bell Show and Advanced Medicine know how much I, I feel for uh, Dr. Bittar and, and, and the book and how much I reason I endorse it so strongly. So give I'm a listen. I'm just wondering, Robert, when your book yeah. comes out, are you going to be endorsing mine still? <laughs> <laughs> no, my book is already out, so the evidence is I still endorse your book. I unlock the Power to Heal with Ty. We did a a, a real, uh, uh, let's say, quick hit on some basics to get people started, and I get to talk about healing the gut, and, and I talk about some historical perspectives of how we were all based in America, at least in natural medicine, and our ability to care for ourselves in acute care scenarios, even gunshot wounds, going back to the botanical homeopathic options that were even used on the battlefield before modern medicine took over. Yeah, I was actually watching a movie a couple of months ago, and I remember during the movie they showed this battle scene, and the war is going on, and then there's the conflict uh, in the background, and you can see the, the surgeon that's working and they were they referenced some of the homeopathics that they mm-hmm. were giving. They were using natural. In fact, I think even in the Patriot, the movie Patriot with Mel Gibson, I think there's some reference to one of the doctors doing something with homeopathics there. And I thought that was really interesting because nowadays, of course, nothing in trauma. You never think of anything being used homeopathically. But more and more surgeons I know use arnica mm-hmm. prior to surgery. Uh, there's there's a lot of usage now that's becoming more. Uh, more popular, I guess, would be the term. Sure. Well, we think about battlefield medicine. 
um, you know, the, the, the Russian general Korsakov. I mean, the battles with Napoleon, they were using homeopathic medicine right on the battlefield. So it's, it's part of the history of the world, but it was erased from history here in the United States. And it's coming back. You know, look, we're doing our part to get, get word out and uh, love doing it with you each, each and every week and getting this, uh, this information flowing. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything more we want to touch on as far as the, the, the claim, you know, of, of the horrible thing about the woman dying of H1N1. But one thing I, I would say is that it, it's like they say never let a, a good crisis go to waste. I mean, this is a public relations twist on a horrible circumstance. And for them to claim the things they do or just go ahead and say, let's quote the CDC because the CDC has no liability. I mean, it's more irresponsible journalism over at AOL in this particular case. So uh, I take it that uh, uh, the CEO of the, for your friend is not CEO of AOL. <laughs> Good. No, he's not. <laughs> Good. I could tell, by the way, boy, we were talking about him. So what about our upcoming event? We've got the Autism One Conference. Of course, uh, Terry and Ed Aranga doing a great job each and every year uh, trying to help the families out there. And I think that the expansion of attendance this year is going to be important because it's not just those that are diagnosed into that spectrum. I think that just about every child born today, and then many adults, are impacted environmentally by so many things. Vaccines, again, primary among the, the environmental assault directly into the body that are impacted neurologically and otherwise, and we need to reach out to them. Yeah, I think prevention is an important concept here that uh, for anybody who has a child that will be born in the in the very near future, and this is a common question that I'm asked all the time, I tell people they need to become aware and arm themselves with the knowledge that's necessary for them to make the right decision. I tell everybody the same thing, that I can't make that decision for you. This is something that you need to open up your eyes and open up your ears and open up your heart and open up your minds and review the information and if it doesn't make sense to you if it doesn't appeal to your intellect mm -hmm. then you have to make a decision and most people when they look at the information they look at the data they look at they read the material safety data sheets for Eli Lilly regarding thimerosal and they see that thimerosal is in these vaccines and they see not only just thimerosal but many of the other components that are in many of these vaccines that they're giving children on the first day uh, on the planet and then they start looking at the cause of disease and what the, these vaccines are trying to prevent as an example let's just look at the hepatitis b vaccine for example one hepatitis b affects a certain specific subpopulation and that subpopulation are people that are promiscuous i.e prostitutes etc two drug users iv drug users and three healthcare providers because they're taking care of the IV drug users and the promiscuous people and they're exposed to the saliva and blood. So basically, hepatitis B is something that is segregated to that specific patient population. And now we also know that hepatitis B is something that is only going to be the vaccine, supposedly the normal conventional way of using it. You get three series and then you get a booster every 10 years because it's only supposed to be good for 10 years. So we know that the child is going to need a booster in 10 years if you believe that the vaccine is actually going to prevent them anything from happening. But they give the vaccine on the first day on the planet. And for my question is, do we really think that our newborn child is going to be a prostitute, an IV drug user, or a doctor, or a nurse before they turn the age of 10? Well, and if they're, they're not actually, the way they're, those, the way they're treating them, Dr. Batar, they expect them to become any of those things before they leave the hospital. Uh, well, exactly, because they're giving it to them on the first day of the planet. But, you know, assuming that, okay, let's say that you're trying to cover them for the first 10 years, well, 
we know that for the first 10 years, they're not even going to be exposed to any of those risk factors. So why are you giving them hepatitis B? Hmm. And hepatitis B has been one of the major culprits that have been accused of causing this problem with autism. Right. It's basically any vaccine that has any type of thimerosal in it, but it's not just the thimerosal, even though that is the spark that caused the fire, yes. But there are many other things. There are other DNA addicts, other species. There's mutated human cell lines. There's formaldehyde. There's all these other chemicals and other foreign substances that shouldn't be inside of anything that we give and in, put inside our bodies. It just shouldn't be in there. Mm-hmm. But the thimerosal is one specific thing that does cause denudation of the neurofibrils. And ethylmercury, it's basically mercury, inorganic mercury is considered to be the second most toxic substance known to man. Now you add an ethyl group or a methyl group or something like even a phenyl group, some kind of organic component to make it organic. Phenyl mercury will expose, you have exposure within six months to nine months, you're dead. So you add a organic component to the inorganic metal, i.e. mercury, and you take inorganic mercury, which is the second most toxic, now you add an ethyl group, methyl group, phenyl group, you make it organic, it can assimilate in the body far easier, and you take this second most toxic substance known to man, and you make it now potentially 500 to 1,000 times more toxic. And now you wonder why a child is having a problem being able to express themselves, where the expressive language and the stemming comes in and, and the inability for them to communicate, etc. Et They're being poisoned. Their brains are literally being raped. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it's it's brutal and ugly. And of course, uh, tying it back into our opening story today, you know, the World Health Organization, much like the CDC, becomes the promotional marketing arm of the vaccine industrial complex. De facto, they're behaving as they're not being, I don't know if they're being paid directly, but the U.S. taxpayer is paying for it. And the families and the children are paying for it, some with their lives, if not with their ability to interact with life in a way that they would be able to, would they not have been assaulted by these toxic containing vaccinations? Yeah, it's a, it's a most devastating thing because the machine has been set up so that, as you said, we are paying the people to propagandize the the lies that are going to affect us. And, you know, Robert, people like us, we are considered the dissidents and we're the ones that are the what's the what's the term i guess the squeaky wheel yes right and and the thing is that as you've already mentioned the squeaky wheel is getting louder and louder because it's not just a few now there's there's hundreds and possibly thousands and this conference that's coming up i think will i believe personally is going to be a tipping point I, I, I agree with you as well. Autism One coming up in May, and uh, we're talking about it as we head closer and closer to it. Uh, we've got links up so you can register for the event. It, you know, it's interesting, autismone.com, uh, I believe it is, uh, and we've got it open, but it, there's so much there, it's almost overwhelming. Uh, I was thinking that, you know, we, to refine it, make it easier for folks to access it, is something I believe you've done. Yes, the, uh, we, we just put the site up where people can get the information. A lot of this information is available on Autism One because they had asked us to put some components together from educational components, uh, from, uh, from parents' perspective, from doctors' perspective, from um, prevention perspective. And so we did that, and basically all the people that registered for the Autism One conference can go there and get all this information. There's a number of videos and audios. In fact, Robert, there's an interview with you and I did together mm-hmm. also on there. It's a very, very concise site. There's a lot of videos for patients to see also about you know, what the results are possible. And then there's a Lancet paper. There's my congressional testimony. And there's also a paper that was uh, published in Townsend that Dr. Burnoff and I did regarding mercury 
uh, effect with oxidative stress and how it affects children with autism. And that's all at autismdefined.net. By the way, the Autism One conference site, I believe, is autismone.org. Oh, you can but, get there evidently with .com and .org, so they own okay. both of them, thankfully. But right. yeah, autismone.org. Uh, but either way, you'll get there. But yeah, listen, this is great. It's a nice companion piece to make it easy for some folks. If you haven't checked it out, autismdefined.net. And we have that linked up in the show notes as well today. And there is a direct link to Autism One right from that website as well. Right. And there's two links there for the workshops. There's a parent workshop and a physician's workshop that is it's part of the Autism One conference. But one is the parent workshop is processed through one side and the physician workshop is processed through another side and if you're at the autism one website it's kind of difficult to see where the links are you actually have to go to the main page to register for the conference and you can see where the workshops are but if you just click if people go to autismdefined.net they'll see where those two links are to go to register for those two specific workshops or as you mentioned if they want to register for the main conference if they haven't because it's actually designed for the people that have already registered for the main conference right. but if you haven't and you get in this information you haven't registered and you want to go and register for those for the main conference there's a link right there at autismdefined.net to take you back to autism one.com or.org. Beautiful. Well, this is very exciting. Uh, yesterday we had uh, Roy Dittman on from Brighton Baby. I think you'll like meeting him. He's a great guy. He's written all about the toxicological aspects of the degradation into all of these things uh, and helping, helping young families to prepare years before, hopefully, they even have kids because we've got a whole heap of toxic stuff to get out of our bodies uh, before the next generations have healthy children again. Yeah, I totally believe that the prevention aspect is the next phase, Robert, I think that that's where the tipping point aspect comes in, mm-hmm. that, you know, one, it's one thing to be in a reactive mode, but preventive and proactive necessitates an individual learning information before the baby is born. So they understand and they arm themselves with that knowledge that's going to be necessary to protect their child. Yeah, you know, and that's why I like what's happening with Autism One this year. Not that I haven't liked it before, but I think it's even better because it's opening up more and more to that aspect, not just to the families who have children who have been injured by vaccines, which is, you know, as big a need as anything out there. So when we come back, Dr. Batar, I want to have you chime in on that. We'll uh, lead for the future here, help protect the coming generations right here on Advanced Medicine Monday on the Robert Scott Bell Show with Dr. Rashid Batar. Live around the world, the Robert Scott Bell Show. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, take off your shoes if you don't feel grounded. But I I actually do, talking about these spiritual concepts and and the reality of them as they integrate into our lives, Dr. Batar. It's just a joy. If no one was listening, I would still go back, man, that was an awesome conversation. I'd do it again anytime. Maybe maybe we're... uh just doing this for ourselves, Robert. It doesn't matter if anybody's listening. Maybe, you know, sometimes sometimes it's just the interaction that yes. gets the person's blood going. It's like a, it's a workout. It doesn't matter if somebody's watching you or not. Right. right? Well, again, it's the journey, right? It's the journey. Exactly. Now, uh, going back to Crystal's question, she kind of started it all off for us. I mean, the practicalities of healing, again, we are not uh, downplaying the role of supplements at all. We believe in them. We use them in both of our practices and to help our bodies or heal our families, etc. But uh, the reality is the detox uh, bottom line, fundamental starting point is is the missing point in most cases. Absolutely. In fact, the head map, which is the Advanced Health Evaluation Assessment for Detoxification, the entire 
gist of that whole program, which has been very successful in its beta a stage right now of testing is all around the detoxification aspect. And yes, we do use supplements, as Robert, you just said, but they're used in a very specific manner when we see that there is evidence that there's some support that the system needs, but it's not used just blanketly assuming that it's going to be the fix to the entire problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh, Crystal, we so much appreciate you reaching out this way and appreciate you acknowledging uh, Dr. Batar's book, The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away. Now, there's a story briefly. We have a few minutes before we wrap today. I covered it on Jerry Doyle's show the other day. They were talking about CVS, that big drug store chain on every corner, stopping the selling of cigarettes. Now, on, on, on the surface, it would say, wow, that's a great step, and we're really pleased by it, but they they – lost evidently based on their sales two billion dollars a year now it's a publicly traded company i'm sorry i gotta be straight up about this but if you're a publicly traded company you lose two billion in sales heads are going to roll they don't do that unless there's five to ten billion waiting on the other side of that decision well robert that logic would dictate that that's what's happened but i didn't actually think of that until you pointed out to me what the other end was and i think that's it's so it's so indicative of what the how the pharmaceutical industry works. Yeah, the the tie in on the back end is that they become the good stewards, the good corporate stewards of of a healthful promotion, and they stand to benefit tremendously through the integration of government in infused, if I could call it that, healthcare, which is not healthcare, it's Obamacare, and and so in this regard, it's very self serving. Now, we're not advocates of smoking cigarettes, but we also acknowledge that what people are smoking is hardly tobacco anymore. Uh, but the reality is, we got to look deeper at this. It's not going to be a large corporate conglomerate getting big money from government that's going to make changes for you, the individual out there listening to this show. Yeah, exactly. This is something that is important for a person to understand that they need to take personal responsibility. Um, I think this is, again, big industry taking uh, a situation that's advantageous for them and putting a good public public, public relations publicity. Spin. Yeah, exactly. The PR spin, it's everything for them. And, right. you know, but at the same time, Dr. Batar, they're still going to sell the drugs that are the leading cause of death of right. Americans every year. So exactly. how good could it be? Exactly. And again, this that, this that public spin, you know, the marketing spin that you put on something, it, it can be really bad. And uh, again, like you said, it's a good thing that they're not carrying tobacco products, but it would be even better if they weren't carrying many of the pharmaceuticals but of course they're a pharmacy so they couldn't they couldn't do that so just be aware yes again is it a bad thing robert i mean it's it's hard to it's hard to categorize something like this as bad or good Mm -hmm. uh, because obviously there is a positive by them not carrying the tobacco products but then the bad thing is that you just gotta understand that their higher agenda was to create a public spin on something to attract more people to come into the stores to buy more detrimental pharmaceuticals. Right, correct. And and even many of their supplements, because let's be honest too, the CVSs and Walgreens of the world, even the Walmarts, are seeing a lot of profit in dietary supplements now, but much of what they sell for cheap is not something we would want to put into our bodies. Well, much of what they sell as what they sell it as, a, you know, substance A may not have any substance A in it mm-hmm. because of the quality or and or the fillers and or other components. You know, one of the probiotic studies that was done showed that uh, 13 different probiotic supplements that were being sold, uh, every one of them had contamination in them, and there was only one that had even a partial amount of what they actually claimed they had. 
Oh, incredible, incredible. Well, keep listening. Each and every week we kick off the week together with Dr. Rasha Bittar here. It's called Advanced Medicine, Advanced Medicine Monday, and, of course, Medical Rewind. If you go to medicalrewind.com, you can listen to hundreds of hours of great information and interviews, uh, various topics over the years together. But, uh, you know, each time I say, well, we've done our favorite show, this has to be one of my favorites today. We're out of time, so uh, let's, uh, let's just tell them what, what, what we're reminding of each and every week. That the power to heal is theirs. The Robert Scott Bell Show.